It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. We are a little less than a year away from next year's midterm elections. The race for Utah's congressional seats is just getting started and heating up. Nick Huey is one of the Republicans planning to challenge in the 4th Congressional District, and he joins us now for his first foray into Inside Sources. Nick, thanks for joining us. Boyd, thanks for having me. Good to meet you. Wonderful. You're uh, an advertising consultant, a Republican climate activist, and uh, you're jumping into the 4th Congressional District race. Uh, For our listeners who uh, aren't as familiar, tell us why this race? Why now? Sure. Uh, So when people ask why I'm running, I usually direct them to a. I I testified in front of the United States Senate in D.C. a couple years ago in 2019. Um, and they wanted they wanted to figure out how to get Republicans to the to the table on climate change. Um, and what I told them was that we had to reestablish something called the far middle, right? Not far right or far far left fighting each other, but the far middle where we take different ideas and work together to craft American solutions. Um, when I left that, I wanted to see kind of what happened. Uh, and and in the last two years, I think that we've only grown more divided than ever. So. The reason that I'm hopping into the race is to try to be a voice of unity, a voice of sanity in politics, not another, you know, uh, personality, politic-driven politician, but somebody who's willing to work across the aisle and represent all Americans. Yeah, and one of the things that you uh, have said in your campaign is that you represent the Utahns who who are the middle, the far middle, as you like to say. I like I actually like that term. Uh, so yeah, how, it's kind of fun. So how do you go about that? Uh well, I think uh, when it comes to representing them, um, I think it's just being a rational voice, right? Uh, avoiding a lot of a lot of decisions right now in politics are being made out of fear of the other side, um, and that fear is propped up by a belief that the other side is evil and has evil intentions. And I just don't b- think that the majority of Utahns or the majority of people actually believe that's true. Uh, and so when we're able to have conversations with people across the aisle um, and ask what their values are and then bring our values to the table and craft something that works for both of us, I think that's representing what the middle of Utah really wants. Yeah, it's really having that abundance mentality. Uh, it's not uh, win over, it's it's win with, uh, that I think there really are possibilities there. Tell us a little bit. About, I agree. Tell us a little bit about some of the uh, policies that you'd like to apply that far middle to. Sure. Uh, well, I've, if you look at the policies on my site, hueyforutah.com slash policies, what you're going to see are a bunch of policies that have not yet been politicized, right? So there are a whole bunch of things that have been discussed out there. And it seems if the left thinks of it first, then the right automatically hates it. And if the right thinks of it first, the left automatically hates it, even if they're good ideas. The policies that I support have not yet been hyper hyper politicized, either because they just haven't been suggested or because neither party has really claimed it as their own, which is, I think, a good thing. Um, and the policies that I support also help to reestablish good faith in American politics. So one is ranked choice voting. Uh, ranked choice voting 
helps to get um, more moderate voices elected. Um, it gives motivation to politicians to appeal not just to one side of the aisle, as our current primary process does, but and the Democrats that I represent, instead of a winner-take-all system like we currently have. Um, when it comes to addressing climate change, I mentioned I'm a Republican climate activist. I'm a strong proponent of nuclear. Uh, that, unfortunately, has been politicized. But when I talk to Democrats in the middle, on the other side, they are actually strong proponents of nuclear as well. Um, Republicans, it's actually a place where Republicans can lead really nicely. Uh, and then, I, yeah, you, you'll have to take a look at there are a lot of different policies. I'm very policy forward. I'm out there with what I think. Uh, if you go to hueyforutah.com slash policies, you can see there's a wide range of policies that I support. Wonderful. And that's, uh, again, everyone can uh, check that out as we get the, these races heating up a little bit and, and moving things forward. Uh, what would be the, the highest priority of, of all the things that you've laid out and the, the things that you've been talking about? Uh, what's priority one? If you're walking in uh, onto the floor of the House of Representatives in January of 2023, uh, what's the first thing you're going to talk to your colleagues about? Uh I think I think reestablishing good faith politics. Um, as far as policies go, I'm going to be a freshman congressman. You know, I, I have no illusions that I'm going to step in and become Speaker of the House right away and be crafting, you know, tons of legislation that just gets passed. Uh, first, we have to get the gears of government lubricated and working again. Uh, so one thing that I that I've suggested that has been very controversial is I want to introduce an apology resolution on the uh, on the floor of the House. Um, so th- this apology resolution has a list of 15 things that I believe that we Republicans have messed up on in the last 200 years. And uh, I think it's important in any functioning relationship that you own where you've messed up and say, hey, we can do better here. And then if the other side wants to respond in, in kind, they can. So that would be one of the first things I would do. It actually wouldn't be legislation. It would be an act of reestablishing good faith with those who want to work together. All right. Again, if you're just joining us, uh, we've got uh, Nick Huey, uh, who is running in the 4th Congressional District here in the state of Utah. Again, that's all going to be heating up rather rapidly once we get into January. And uh, yeah. Nick, Nick, I'm going to ask you the uh, the question that I ask every single candidate that ever comes on this show. Uh, <laughs> okay. And it is... Campaigns are hard, they're difficult, they're challenging, they're brutal, all of the things they are. Uh, yeah. And so the question is this, uh, what is it that will make all of that effort, all of that pain, all of that work worth it, even even if you come up short in the end? I think if I have tilted the conversation in some way towards civility, that'll be worth it. If I've given a voice to the middle, who really is kind of voiceless right now, uh, the politically homeless, that will have been worth it. And if I do it with my honor and kindness intact, I think that strong leaders are also considerate, compassionate leaders. Uh, we've seen a lot of nastiness in specifically in District 4's political races. If I can survive without having been nasty, I will be very, very happy. Um, and if I can have given a voice and help people to recognize that there is a market for the political middle, specifically in Utah, Man, that would be that would be pretty awesome. I want to win too, and I think that I will. But um, that those would be great side benefits. Awesome, very good. Nick Huey again, uh, advertising consultant, Republican climate activist. He's running for the Utah Fourth Congressional District, uh, going after the far middle. 
uh, and that's an important thing. You can check out uh, all of his information. And as we get into January, we're really going to dive into all of these races, both the the federal races, but also the local races that are uh, equally important in a really crucial time for our state and for our country. Uh, again, with Nick, you can go to HueyForUtah.com uh, and find out about his campaign. Nick, thanks so much for joining us on Inside Sources today. We look forward to hearing from you from the campaign trail as we roll into 2022. Sounds great. Thank you, Boyd. All right, and that's Nick Huey. Uh, he's running in the 4th Congressional District, and uh, I actually love that term, far middle, uh, because I think there are a lot of people in the far middle that really spans the center-left to the center-right. Uh, it is the far left and the far right, I think, where we often get into trouble and challenges. And it will be interesting to see. Nick Nick pointed out one thing that was really interesting to me, uh, and that is about the 4th Congressional District. Uh, some of Utah's, uh, I would say, nastiest and least civil uh, races over the last several decades have been in the 4th District. Uh, and so I think that's an interesting thing that he pointed that out, that this has been a, a place, the 4th District, that uh, has not been as civil as it should be. And that that would be a, a worthwhile goal to make sure that that happens uh, regardless of anything else. So we will continue to monitor all of that. It's a big uh, election year rolling in in 2022. We've wrapped up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. There's a lot to come in hour number two, including some breaking news. Uh, stay with us right here on KSL News Radio. Live breaking news now on the mobile app for KSL News Radio. Sponsored by Any Hour Services. Listen at home or anywhere you go. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. This is Utah's news station. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.